Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. You're listening to Thrill of the Chase. And a big welcome once again to Frill of the Chase as we approach the weekend. I guess for a lot of people, we've officially begun the weekend. Although for those in Victoria and New South Wales, it doesn't feel like one given what's happening with the lockdowns everywhere. My name's Damian Watson and joining me as always to discuss the latest in Greyhound Racing News. Another big night last night with Jack Spale serving to be a big, big highlight from Thursday Night Racing. I bring in Greyhound Racing personality, owner, breeder, any superlative you like, Mitch Abaya. How are you, Mitch? We got you there, Mitch. We did uh, actually confirm with him probably about two seconds before we went to air that he was on. So I don't know what's happened to his line, but we'll endeavour to try and get him back up very, very shortly. I mentioned Jack's bail before. It certainly was an outstanding victory last night. And we have a number of highlights that we can go through as well. I think we got Mitch back on the line. Have we got you there, Mitch? No, I don't think we've got him. So in the interim, uh, we'll just relive the victory of Jack's bail from last night. Uh, certainly probably one to consider as the highlight of the night and one to watch going forward or to continue to watch going forward. Let's take a listen to what transpired. Ready. Racing, catch the thief a little slow at the ground. Showing pace was Jax Bale. Jax Bale, the leader on the outside, Gypsy Yankee, round that first corner. Going up on the inside was Eagles Nest Egg, and then came Catch the Thief. Well back Aston K with Ollie. Rickett and Rick's not in it. And back toward the tail was Providence Bale, down the back straight. And Jax Bale, the front runner, by about a length and a half. Make it two, Catch the Thief in second. Then came Gypsy Yankee, and then Rickett and Rick's making late ground. But it's Jax Bale clear. Jax Bale beating Catch the Thief. Third goes Gypsy Yankee and Rickett and Rick has run fourth. Then for the back was Aston Cade and behind those Eagles nest egg with Ollie and Providence Bale and the time is 29.31. Well, Mitch Bay, you could hear Paul Happy Hammond go through the list of greyhounds in that race and it was a quality field and Jack's Bale certainly proved its capabilities by prevailing. Yeah, mate, it was a uh, it was a super field that one, and um, Jack Spale. Once he got to the front, it was game set match, and uh, he's a greyhound that doesn't usually step that cleanly. But geez, he was off and gone last night, and yeah, once he led, they were never going to get near him. Twenty nine thirty three. Um, Catch a thief was a good run in the race, and I thought that the uh, dog off the red Rickard and Rick was an absolute uh, huge run. It was probably I wouldn't say a certainty beaten, but it did start close or closer to favourite, and is probably one of your genuine black bookers. Just with Jack Spale going forward, what is the next plan, at least for its next few runs? Oh, it's a hard one, mate, because uh, he's not getting any younger, Jack Spale. He's yeah. uh, he's over three-year-old now. He's been around the traps for a while. He's obviously won a Cranbourne Cup. Um, he's a very, very fast animal. He's still going as good as ever. He's rejuvenated at the moment. He's He, he went off a little bit probably, I'll oh, say, 
know, a few months ago, but he's back now. He's racing somewhere near his best. And to run 29.33 last night when Dr. Tucker's gone 29.48 shows that he's still got it. But, yeah, I don't know where they're going to go with him because uh, the maturity is obviously on tomorrow night. They're not going to go there and uh, unless they're trying to save him for some sort of series. But I reckon they'll just keep going back to town with him. All right, fair enough too. It'll be an interesting watch. And just before we head to the next race, those place getters catch the thief, Gypsy Yankee. You mentioned how Rickett and Rick was a real eye catcher for you from box one, finishing in fourth position. Uh, Providence Bale finished towards the back of the field for Andrea Daly. So I suppose she got both ends of the spectrum there in that race with the winner and Providence Bale then finishing last. But overall, in terms of the speed and, and the calibre of the race, how did you assess it? Yeah, this was um, – it was always going to be probably the highlight of the night, this race. And you look at some of the dogs here, there's uh, dual cup winners in there. You've got Jack Spale, Catcher Thief, uh, Gypsy Yankees have been a very good dog. Uh, Rickard and Rick, he ran third in the Speedstar. And then you've got the likes of Aston Cade, Eagles, Nest Egg, Ollie, and Providence Bale. And Providence Bale is a dog who needed the red, so – uh, he, he was going to find it hard to, to get across. And there was a lot of speed in this. 5.07 early was the uh, the leader. And then it, it, the other dogs were all around the mark. So they went in hot to that first turn. But, um, yeah, the, the runners up, uh, I thought Catch a Thief was good. He's been pretty good his last couple. And Gypsy Yankee's pretty honest. He gets out in front, runs along. And if you can uh, hold on, you'll hold on. But, yeah, Rickard and Rick was probably the run of the night. Yeah, fair enough too. What about the start of the night at Sandown last night? It kicked off with Webleck Flair prevailing for Jeff Britton in a time of 29.63 seconds in the Winter Buffet Special ahead of Dottie Rocks and Ridge from box number one who couldn't quite utilise that inside track advantage finishing in third position. Let's take a listen to how Webleck Flair prevailed in that race. Racing, Webleck Flair came out okay, but showing really good pace was Mink Lake, and Mink Lake burns them off into the first corner. Got away by two or three. Webleck Flair quickly runs up stylishly, the favourite to challenge. Two and a half to Donny Rocks. Then on the outside was defensible on the rails was Ridge. Two lengths to Sir Champ. Well back was Dale and Bale. And at the tail was Dr. Niki. Off the back straight, though, on the favourite, careered away. Webleck Flair about six in front. Donny Rocks in second. And they're lining up for the minors, but it's all Webleck Flair. The first favourite bolts in by five. Donny Rocks second. Ridge has got third. Fourth is close. Dr. Niki or defensible. Then for the back was Mink Lake, Sir Champ and Dale and Bale. And the time is really good, 29.62 for the favourite. So a good win there for Webleg Flair, probably as expected. Were you a little bit disappointed in Big Lake fading after a good start out of the boxes? No, I wasn't disappointed because Mink Lake uh, is pretty weak, mate. Uh, yeah. I think they put her in there knowing that she'll lead and hoping that you know she can hold on. And one day she will. She'll hold on one day and uh, win a city race. But... She's, she's very reliable early, just, yeah, that last probably 50 to 100 metres gets her, and uh, she's honest. That's the only thing you can say is that she she can run time over the 450. She gets out in front and goes, and you know you're going to be in the race if there's going to be any jamming up, but um, probably just found a couple too good last night and a couple up too close to her. But, yeah, Webleck Flair, he's a pup on the up, and he was one of my better bets of the night last night. I, that was the first one we kicked off with, and, yeah, he, he's a nice type. Set up a good night for you too. I understand you won. And Jason Boddington was in fine form with his South African accent once again. Although I noticed, I've had to listen to the audio. Uh, Tomo, the producer, sent me it on his phone, a bit of uh, the visuals as well. Uh, he probably delved into Pommy accent as well halfway through, but it was still very good. Yeah, no, he did the uh, South African last night. He also did call the race in uh, the Pommy. He uh, did the numbers, you know, the one yeah, from the two. They, they don't bother um, reading out the names that. of the Greyhounds, do they? They don't read out any names, mate. No oh, names yeah. over there. Yeah. No, he he, uh, he was in fine form last night. Bonnet's great value, uh, an awesome addition to the show. And 
Yeah, he adds a little bit. He's um, he's up and about the big fella, and yeah, it's good to see he's finding a few winners as well. And you know what, Damo? Everyone last night returned a pretty healthy profit from all the tipping, so it was fantastic. Oh, it's good stuff. Who finished last? <laughs> if you don't mind me asking, I think uh, Jabon just. Okay. Oh, the watchdog was around the market. It was pretty tight. Yeah, that's all good. At least it didn't come down to the last race again. Now, what about Dead Heat? Well, it did. I <laughs> oh, did, did it? Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, Explain, I, how I, did it go? I beat uh, Watchy was leading going into the last race by seven seven units. Um, and he had the two and the, I think he had the two and the four. No, two and the seven. He had two and seven, a unit on each. And I just said, oh, I reckon the four will win the race. And, um, he was pretty unlucky watching because the two hit the lead and then decided to want to wait up and have a play around with a couple of the others. And I just went zipping around him at around seven dollars. So um, had the two units on there and J Bonds run about fifth. So yeah, it was a, it was an interesting, exciting last race and Tomo did really well to time it the way he did. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now there was a dead heat last night. Excitingly enough, as well, just to compound upon that, in race number four, funnily enough, the same race as the one that's named after the watchdogs. I wonder if he backed either of the two, Kenny, the Brute, and Graceland Bale, both recording a time of thirty-four point four six nine. Let's take a listen to how it transpired. Racing, immunity, not that flash away. Showing pace there, Graceland Bale, and booting up on the rails was Kenny the Brute. Recovering immunity is quickly running up to second and third, but it's Kenny the Brute with a lap to go. Immunity's up to second on the outside with Graceland Bale. Then came bounce back on the inside was Heeshell Rogers threading up on the inside. Then Nick's Bale and at the tail was Mapunga Felix. Down the back straight, taking over now Graceland Bale. Got away by about half a length, but booting back was Kenny the Brute. Then for the back was Nick's Bale. Coming up to the home corner, Graceland Bale ahead in front. Kenny the Brute keeps kicking back. Graceland Bale, Kenny the Brute. Nothing in it. Graceland Bale or Kenny the Brute. Then came Nick's Bale. Further back was Mapunga Felix from He Shall Roger Immunity and bounce back. It's a photo finish, 34-46. By the way, Mitch, I should mention, I was just having a look at the uh, text machine as that race was being aired. Uh, the watchdog says he was robbed. Simple as that. <laughs> so he's obviously, <laughs> he's obviously um... not as enjoyable in terms of his recollections of last night. No, no, he, um, he he wasn't too happy. He said that, you know, I might have to try and stop winning on the uh, last race because it's not good for his um, his health because he's, he, he oh. gets that in. If you missed it, that uh, no, nah, no, nah, he was only stirring, he was only stirring me up. But um, yeah, he said it's just it, it, it's it's it takes too much. He said just like he's in front. One race to go, and then he gets nailed on the line. He just he said all that hard work. Um, we found winners all night, and the one that uh, to seal the deal couldn't quite get over the line. But no, no, he um yeah he, he was robbed. He was. Don't don't worry about that. I'll be first to admit the two two should have won by panels, but didn't. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know what it is, Damo. I've got some sort of habit of uh, winning these races, uh, winning these competitions very, very late on the uh, program. No, oh, no need for the false modesty, bit. <laughs> no, I know you're uh, you're quite right. Uh, your record does speak for itself. Daniel says as well, uh, hey, Damo, don't worry. If eBay drops out, I'm happy to step in. Might have to get Daniel on one day just to see what he sounds or hear what he sounds like. He's uh, such a regular texter and we appreciate his contribution. I'd like to hear what he actually sounds like. Just on that dead heat, he raced number four. To the naked eye, did it look like a dead heat to you? No, I thought Kenny the Brute had got there, the okay. red. I thought it had won. But um, sometimes it's hard to tell. You know, uh, Brindle Dog opposed to Black and... 
um, heads down, heads up. It was pretty tough. But, yeah, I, I thought Kenny the Brute had got there. I started celebrating. I was on Kenny the Brute, so I was just hoping it was going to go into the frame. But, um, yeah, no, if Daniel if Daniel subs in for me, it's going to be uh, one extreme to the other, one Shimmer Shine fan to a uh, Shimmer Shine disliker. I like how you call it Shiver Sham. That'd be something the watchdog would use, I think, given his attitude towards that. <laughs> I'm not as critical, by the way. Uh, the watchdog says Mitch Trees. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Lala Hibiscus. Yeah, the old bold trees coming from last. That's right. Lala Hibiscus is the favourite for the next Bendigo, so I might get your tip here. Also a fair bit of money coming in for Blueberry Hill from box number four. Who are you liking? Yeah, Blueberry Hill's a very fast dog, and... I think they backed it off the map last week. It's got a slow beginner drawn out wide. Um, it, it looks like it's going to be pretty tough to beat. You, you just run through the field here. It's three dollars. Um, your favourites off the red Lala Hibiscus. Only a little bit of money for it. Um, the rest of them are pretty much blown out the door, mate. Um, there's not really any money for any others besides the one and the five. And Blueberry Hill, if it gets the run, if it gets the run that we we hope it does, that uh, it should blow them away here. It's a very fast animal, slow beginner, as I said, on its outside. Um, I expect it to be somewhat of a forward position, and, yeah, it, it has panels on these at its best. All right. Uh, I'm thinking Sugar Spice for the place is actually more value than La La Hibiscus, the win, personally. So I might go with Sugar Spice the place because it's been Sugar placed... Sugar Spice the place? Well, it's been placed in three of six on this track, and it's got the opportunity to follow in La La yeah. Hibiscus. So I think it's a reasonable chance. I think the punters reflect that, yeah, it's too. Yeah, de- it's finally got a decent box door. Yeah. And the punters have reflected this too because it's not as if it's complete log odds to, to finish a place. So I might go with Sugar Spice, the place here. Um, <laughs> Maddie says, I would take over no, Jason. No, I like it. I would take over Jason Boddington if he gets up and walks out. Uh, he's never going to do that. Um, <laughs> also, off the SMS, Anonymous here asking best bets tonight. We'll save that for the last segment uh, just to keep you hanging on your toes effectively. And uh, Mitch will definitely provide his best bets for the night and for the weekend a little later on in the program. Uh, just quickly before we head to Bendigo for race number seven there on the program, we'll continue on our review of last night at Sandown. And certainly major sacrifice was another highlight if you go back and, and look at the meeting itself. We had plenty of winners right throughout, but major sacrifice for Jason Thompson, 42.292 seconds in race number six. Got well ahead of Luna Star in the end, lump sum rounding out the placings. Let's take a listen to Major Sacrifice and its victory. Racing, Major Sacrifice got out okay as in search of the lead. Going away swiftly too as Drumroll Please the outside. And Drumroll Please cleared the pack by about two or three. Major Sacrifice works to second the favourite. Then came Empress Tears. In fourth spot was Bessie's Daisy. Then getting up on the rails was lump sum Javil Slick and a long way back Luna Star and Reds in. So they swing down the back straight now, and the favourite major sacrifice is getting a lovely rails run and hit the front. By about two lengths or so to Drumroll Please, the outside Empress Tears, and about two lengths Bessie's Daisy's whacking away. Then came Luna Star, but up toward the corner, Major Sacrifice doing it nicely. Luna Star's making some late ground into second. It's Major Sacrifice, though, is the winner by about three or four. Luna Star, good run second, lump sum third. Then Bessie's Daisy from Javil's Slick from Reds in. Wellbeck Empress Tears and Drumroll, please. And it's 42.30 for Major Sacrifice. Oh, Major Sacrifice won by about three or four legs of the end, so a relatively convincing victory there, Mitch. Have we got yeah, you? it was a good win. Yep. Uh, I know Watchy wasn't too keen on it last night. And I wasn't, uh, I wasn't desperately keen on it either, but um, in good hands, Jason Thompson. You don't see him have many stays, to be honest. Burn one down probably would have been the last one he had, and 
Um, no, he won well, 42.29. The time was steady. It wasn't anything, you know, uh, super, but he's a dog that's on the up. He's only been at the same trip for probably three or four runs now, so he'll, he'll improve where he's been racing over the 680, 660. So, yeah, the next couple of runs, I reckon you'll really see some improvement out of him. All right, fair enough. Uh, just about to get underway at Bendigo Race 7 here. Uh, we don't have the tab line audio yet, Mitch, so we'll try and barrack at home and create our own atmosphere. Uh, by the way, Dan- Daniel says, Damo, you'd be disappointed with my radio voice. I'd like it to sound like Troy McClure from The Simpsons, but it doesn't. <laughs> and Maddie likes the three. <laughs> Maddie likes- They're coming for this four here. Yeah, Maddie likes the three, all in Freeman. Do you give it a chance at 8.50? It goes okay. Um the run at Ballarat was good, 25 and 57, but, geez, I think it's going to be beaten for speed. All right. I'm going with Sugar Spice, the place, and it's got out well, Sugar Spice, to lead. But coming around the outside, Gold Black, which is also a relative outsider. I think the field's starting to move across now and really utilise the speed. Pete Cabang coming through, another outsider. Where's Blueberry Hill? Where's Lala Hibiscus? It's right at the back. Poor run if it's not going to progress. And I think Gold Black's going to win and win well. Sugar Spice just missed out on the place. Finished yeah, fourth, I reckon. Ah, well, that's a good Blue win. Blue run on. It'll come from miles back. It always does. Now, what about La La Biscus? It was a favourite. It was pretty much last from start to finish. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it uh, bombed the start. It, it just didn't get going at all. I tell you what, I'm just watching the replay here, Dame. The four was an absolute certainty beaten, just run all over the top of them late. But, um, yeah, you get nothing for, for running second when you're back in the win. That's it. Six, four, eight, and two, the numbers for race seven at Bendigo. Gold black ahead of Blueberry Hill. Then Pete Kabang, not a bad run. That was a rank outsider in the race, and it finished third. And then Sugar Spice, as I said, probably just missed out on a place, finishing in fourth position after it had a very good start out of the boxes. We'll take a break. Back with more on the other side. We'll continue our review from last night's action at Sandown. You're listening to Thrill of the Chase on SEN track right throughout the country. David Watson and Mitch Bayer with you. And the watchdog is not too far away from joining us. Stay tuned for that. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Welcome back. You are listening to Thrill of the Chase right across the country here on SEN Track. Toby Watson joined by Mitch Bayer, Greyhound Racing Media Personality, owner and breeder. Although in terms of the ranks of media personality, the watchdog is heading up there and he's going to be on with us in the next segment as well. And just in relation to last night, one other race I want to touch on is the win of Dr. Tucker. And now Dr. Tucker, Mitch, is a greyhound that's been referenced a number of times now, particularly in recent times of its ability. And it prevailed in race seven last night from box number seven for Billy McMahon. And a pretty convincing win by almost a second, I think 29.479 seconds ahead of Get Real and Puppy Go Fast. As I said, finished in fourth position. Let's take a listen to how it all unfolded. Racing, Dr. Tucker came out fairly, is showing some pace now, going up on the inside, Puppy Goes Fast, so Puppy Goes Fast, from there goes Dr. Tucker though, and he puts the afterburners on, got five lengths in front, in the twinkling of an eye, Tinker Cray goes to second, and then Puppy Goes Fast, carry on star further back there with Get Real, then came Dash's Ascend, Sweet Demi and Byron Bale, but around the corner, Dr. Tucker, boy has he got a motor, and Dr. Tucker wins by about ten lengths. Seconds of photo, maybe get real from Puppy Go Fast. Staffs Ascend next. Then for the back was Carry On Star from Sweet Demi. And uh, well back there was Byron Bale. 
And the time is 29.46. Well, that was almost a demolition job, Mitchie. Simple as that. <laughs> It was. It was a. Uh, it was a demolition job, mate. It was really impressive. The dogs got a massive engine, and um, the 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 thing with for me was that, and we we had this chat on the show that this he was a dollar eighty five, and and you just couldn't take a dollar eighty five about a dog that had obviously the resume he's got, but hadn't been to the two turn track since his injury, and he had box seven. Was he going to cross? He always looked like he was going to get somewhere near it, but. Um, yeah, he blew out to pretty handy odds in the end, and then got to two forty or two fifty. So that was more around the price what you would have been wanting to take. The dollar eighty five was pretty skinny, but geez, he's good. He's twenty nine forty odd. I reckon he's going to be pretty prime for this Hillsville series coming up soon. And now wherever he goes at the moment, he's absolutely scorching. I want to touch on the back end dogs, Tinker Craig and Byron Bale? Is it just me, or did they underperform in the sense that you know I've seen Tinker Craig quite a bit, and I know there's probably a difference in class, but didn't think it would perform to the point. Where they were second last, no, respectively. No, it was stiff, mate. Uh, Tinker Craig was real stiff. Got to second on the home turn and then got uh, run off the track right. by one of the others. One of the other dogs lost concentration and decided to take it with it. So, um, yeah, it put him right out of the race. But yeah, that they were that far off, Doctor Tucker, that probably couldn't even see the lure to be honest. So ultimately, it, you could make a point that it could potentially be a forgive run in that sense for Tinker Craig in particular. Yeah, for sure. All right, just off the SMS as well, big fella says, evening, Damo and Mitch. If you want to hear Daniel Damo, check out an interview that Jason Boddington did with him a while ago on Trot's Life when Jason wanted to get to know his listeners. Hope you are well, Daniel, and everyone. That's right, he does do a bit of that. So, yeah, I didn't realise I'll have to... Man of the people. I have to try and feed through the podcast to try and get that. I know big fella himself's being interviewed as well. Uh, We have to... Has Matty Fields been on the show before or not? (laughs) Uh, I'm not too sure. No, I don't think he has. Um... Yeah, we might have to get him on at some point. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, just quickly, Heelsville on Sunday. I, know, I don't know whether that or Dapto is your favourite meeting of the week, but Heelsville on <laughs> yeah. Sunday is obviously one you want to touch on as well. Anything to look out for there? Yeah, there's a couple, mate. Uh, one of my favourite uh, venues, if not the favourite. Is it the um, favourite? The racing. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, oh, I love Dapto. It's, it's ahead of Dapto. Um, it is. Yeah. It's ahead of Dapto. Um, there's a couple up there I do like. Uh, some of the racing's good at the moment. Uh, Wild Grains Bakery final in race five. Scott Hughes drawn the red. It's where it wants to be. Um, probably should have won the other day, but I think he's got his box this time round. Uh, will be Mickey Mouse good to go. And um, race six, number one, untested. I reckon it can uh, beat Aussie Secret in what is a pretty good race. So there's some really good racing up there, mate. Check out the quaddy legs races five through to eight, and you'll get to see some smart pups around there. And the more, well, the, over the next eight weeks, you're going to see the the racing up there improving quality because the prize money's going up uh, there's some feature races on and those trainers will be targeting with probably higher quality dogs than you usually see so um hills all sunday is just a little glimpse of what is going to be an awesome eight weeks coming up and yeah i, I think that you'll find that some of these races especially the arrow that's going to be uh, one to follow it's a shame, too, with the COVID situation, because I reckon this would be a very good time of year to go up to that Yarra Valley area at Hillsville. You're not, I mean, it's not really beach weather, so you don't go down the coastline. This is the ideal time to go out into the hills, particularly that hilly region in the Yarra Valley, if you are a Victorian, you know where that is. And I think it'd be the prime time on a Sunday for a Sunday drive to go out in the morning and watch the greyhounds in the lead up to lunch or something. Yeah, mate, it's a uh, pretty scenic drive up for the Yarra Valley. It's a, it's a pretty scenic track as well, Hillsville, and... Uh, I mentioned to uh, Paddy Garshagan the other day that it'd be nice to do a show from yeah. from on course, and 
uh, I reckon that would be an absolute beauty, you know, if we get the get the whole crew up there, get the listeners up there as well and make a day of it, try and cover all the or as many races as we can and uh, tip winners, mate. It's, um, it, it's a really scenic track and it's a different style of racing to what the majority are used to. Mate, I am all for that. Don't worry. Any excuse to drive up to Hillsville, particularly on a Sunday, <laughs> 100%. All right, we might head to the news. The Watchdog isn't too far away. We'll get his thoughts as well. He's obviously a big personality. We'll take a break. We'll head to April for the news, and we'll be back with more of Thrill of the Chase. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. And a big welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Always a happy time of the week despite the whole lockdown situation on a Friday afternoon with effectively the happy hour in front of us, probably in the midst of the happy hour at the moment. Damien Watson joined, of course, by Mitch Bayer. And, of course, we do have the maturity heats ahead tomorrow night to look forward to at the Meadows. And joining us to preview the action is the one and only watchdog himself. He's on the phone once again after a big night last night in which he claims he was robbed. We'll see what happens on Saturday yeah. night. How are you, watchdog? Oh, very good, Damon. I'm still, uh, look, it's taken, it's taken its toll emotionally on me. It's, oh. it's been a rough 24 hours. It's, it's worse um, than lockdown, yeah, is it? If you had the choice between oh, lockdown and uh, and that sort of scenario, which one would you choose? That sounds bad, doesn't it? Oh, I, I, think, I think last night's result probably uh, takes the cake. Oh, just, <laughs> to have victory so close and then have it snatched away, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a broken man, but look, we'll pick ourselves up and, and kick on. So there's plenty of races and plenty of winners to in the coming weeks. So, yeah, we can, uh, we can get the job done. Uh, good stuff, Watchy. Uh, I should mention, too, just ahead of the maturity heats for the Meadows tomorrow night, just give us an insight, even though we can't obviously have crowds there, give us an insight into the significance that it has ultimately in the lead-up and who are the dogs to really look out for. Oh, look, uh, this race here, this one pretty much sets up uh, stud careers. Like, uh, you look at all the great stud dogs, uh, they went through this series. A lot of them won this uh, this particular race. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really good... Uh, look, you just look at the depth. They've got eight fabulous seats, some of the best young talent going around. It's obviously age-restricted, so it's uh, only for the young pups coming through. And, and pretty much every heat's got a, a potential star in it. So um, whoever comes through this series and, and takes takes the, uh, the the winner's purse, probably it, they generally go on to be one of the best sprinters in the land. And Simon told Helen uh, was no exception to that. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to see it. Like, Aston Rupee... Uh, I'm looking forward to see what he can do. Cobb Lenz, who uh, I've mentioned a few times, he reminds me a bit of Al Gallo, a former champion uh, sprinter. So I can't, he's, he's won uh, 14 of his last 16. Um, can't wait to see what he can do. And he's got to take on Aston Fastnet. And Jungle Juice in race six, uh, he's an interesting runner for New South Wales. And um, Yeah, it's, it's going to be a ripping series. And, and even the stays event has uh, got plenty of depth as well. So if you're tuning into the... The Meadows on Saturday night, you're not going to be disappointed. Hey, watch you just quickly before uh, we get stuck into the Meadows stuff. We've got to race at Bendigo yep. in about 20-odd yes. uh, seconds' time. Uh, I like the one here, Kraken Dole, to beat Abelero Bale. Yeah, look, uh, he, uh, it's going it's going well enough to probably beat Abelero Bale, but I think in this sort of field, I think if Dougal Davlin happens to spear the lid, he's going to take some beating, but to be honest, Abelero Bale, he's got panels on him class-wise. $1.95 is a bit skinny, but Look, if anything goes his way, uh, he's, he's going to prove very hard to hold out. But, yeah, I, I agree with you there. Krakendall's uh, good value at the 550. If you're having a bet, uh, you'd probably be looking towards her for sure. 
Oh, I'm going to go with Do Good Devlin here. We're just about to get underway for race eight at Bendigo. And as you said, Abelero Bale is the favourite as they box them in. We'll head over there now with the green light about to come on. Just about set for a start. This is the last look of the quaddy. Good luck. If you're still playing, set race eight from Bendigo. They're ready. Set. Racing. Beginning well then on the inside was Doll. It's quickly joined by Cool Lady up on the outside who takes the lead now. Off Doll's second, third, the inside. Then is Dugood Davlin, followed further back by Abelero. Go Davlin. Length gap then to Tron. Then on the inside, Double Tactic is back second last. Nick Mac, Paddy Wackers last. Down the side now, nearbying the turn. Cool Lady out in front. Leads by two on Dugood Davlin who's chasing hard. Getting up on the inside. Go Davlin. Abelero, 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 Thin across the line will go to Cool Lady ahead of Tron Double Tactic back toward the end with Nick Mac Paddywhack and the time is 28.34 on the last look of the quaddy from Bendigo. Well, hopefully the people out there got the quaddy. Abelero Bale ahead of Dugood Davlin who looked to be home down the straight but Abelero Bale coming over the top. Doll finished in third, two, four and one. Uh, you were saying, Mitch, so, sorry to interrupt, of course, and, and Watchy. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'd no. like to say one thing quickly, boys. Yeah, go ahead. Right? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, just on the Maturity Classic, right, I'll go through some of the previous winners. And, look, you'll know their names because they've gone on to be great star dogs. You've got Brett Lee, Hallucinate. Um, who else? we got Al Grand Senor, Barthia Bale, Fernando Bale. Um, you look at some of the greatest sides we've had uh, in, in the last 20, 30 years, they've all won this race. So it's, uh, it's definitely one that you want to win and... and gives you a great chance to set yourself up for a stud career. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I reckon it is one of those races that does set you up. Um, some of the stars come out of it. It's a, it's a cracking series, which always attracts the best dogs in the country. And, um, yeah, we'll touch on a couple of these now, Watchy. Um, we'll yep. start with the superstayers. Let's just uh, roll through a couple of the superstaying um, races where we get to see some some pretty good talent here. Zipping Rambo in race one. So predictable. Draw while well off the red. I'm easy, boys. He's been in some pretty good form. And Lakeview Lola also contests this. And uh, one of your favourites, my father's son, going around uh, yeah. the place king. <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually think he's a great chance to run second behind Rambo. So, um, yeah, looking at this heat, Lakeview, Lakeview Lola is an interesting runner. She comes into this with some really good uh, sale form and, when she's stepping up in distance, she's getting better and better. And I think that run at sale over the 650 was uh, really impressive. But Zipping Rambo, I think he just leads and wins. And my father's son just picks off a few of them late when he takes those rails runs. But uh, look, if Rambo makes a mistake, then the whole race is up in the air. It could go to anyone, I think. Yeah, I agree. Zipping Rambo is the uh, is the class runner here. He looks like he's pretty well drawn out there to cut across on that first turn. Doesn't look like a lot of speed yeah. in the race, so he should lead comfortably. He followed up a little bit last week late, but he was still blistering. And uh, if you go and have a look at My Father's Son's times compared to Zipping Rambo's last week, watch you that My Father's Son went a length and a half quicker than him, even though uh, he didn't win. Yeah. But uh, it, it's interesting time-wise, um, Rambo at his best, he, he should be uh, winning this race, but... Yeah, as you said, he makes a mistake. The rest of the field's open, and um, that's what we love about stayers is that it just takes one little thing, and, and any dog is within a chance. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And uh, I think I think Rambo, last week, the track was, was a little bit off, and I think he got a little bit quicker, and he sort of gassed himself that mid-race. So um, hopefully he, he sort of paced himself a little bit better on Saturday night, and 
um, yeah, he's one of the best going around. So hopefully he can make the final and it should be should make for a cracking final. A touch on uh, race three here, uh, which is the other of the heats of the 725 Destiny yep. Fireball. And um, run like Jess drawn the red, Hank the Hustler, a greyhound that's been in some pretty good form. Whatever I say, I reckon it's pretty underrated. And um, five-star drawn out in the pink. Uh, what, do you, what do you make of the box draw here and who are we liking? Because five-star looks like it's drawn relatively well, but Hank the Hustler and uh, whatever I say provide a bit of speed on the inside. Yeah, well, looking at this race, this is my best bet of the weekend. Hank the Hustler, I think he just gets Poy. the job done. I, yeah, I just expect run like Jess and whatever I say to set the tempo. Hank just to sit there and smoke the pipe just off the speed. And uh, I think he's a better greyhound when he's uh, got a nice sit in the race. But I think he runs out the 700 better when he's just off the speed. I know he's put up time when he's led, but he does go pretty hard when he's out in the clear and he can be a little bit suspect late. But when he has got a sit, he did manage to pick up Rambo uh, three runs back. And I just think the way the race is going to pan out, you'll get a nice sit behind Jess and whatever I say and prove too good. And you're getting $2.60. I think that's a gift. He should be a dollar eighty in this race. Five-star, he's coming off the back of some disappointing runs at Albion Park. I know he's going to probably adapt better to the Meadows, but he's still going to be hes going to be in the car park as they go through that first turn, and he's going to need a lot of luck. So, yeah, I think 260 is an absolute gift for Hank Darsler. Yeah, I don't mind it either. Um, a lot of speed on the inside, as you said, he's going to do well to cross. And, um, we'll touch on the Maturity Classic heats now. There's... Eight of those, the, the racing is superb. Yep. We get to see Lakeview Cruise, he's drawn the red. Uh, special blends got box two. Interesting runner there for Chloe and James Vandermart. And, uh, a couple of dogs that probably had a little bit of interest in this race. Handsome Rhino, a dog that is mad for the outside, drawn the middle. Um, do you see yep. a bit of trouble towards the, the outside few there? Yeah, this is probably one of the hardest heats to assess, pure, purely for the fact that there's so much speed in five, six, and seven. I just don't know if Raddick's going to get in the race. He's back in form with that uh, Ballarat win two runs back. And uh, Japara, he just seems to do everything right. So if he runs his 502, 503 section, which he's run at Sandown in the Meadows in the last two weeks, he's going to take a power of beating. But I'm a big fan of Handsome Rhino. I think this dog's got uh, an enormous amount of potential. He's put up the time already at Sand uh, at the Meadows, 29.75. He does come out humming and, and can hold his line. So the middle... Middle draw is not going to be too much of a problem, but uh, Lakeview Cruiser, I'd love to see him get back to his best, but his, his last few runs have been well below par, so he's going to have to uh, pull out something special, but he's in good hands, so they can turn the turn the corner with him. Don't know what to make a special blend trial. I think maybe this may be a little bit beyond him at present time, but look, he's going to probably go on to have a good career, and I just can't split Japara and Handsome Rhino. I'm going for Handsome Rhino just at the value and... Uh, Surely because he's got uh, great potential, but Japara's got the form on the board. Yeah, I'm going to have to go against the Eric, and Japara is beautifully drawn, pinging at the yeah. moment. Uh, Handsome Rhino wanted off something shocking the other day from box two, almost got to out towards the box six, seven, and eight. Yeah. So I reckon he could cause a bit of trouble, and Japara is yeah, ultra-consistent, as you've said, and you're right up, and uh, he's a greyhound that adds a lot of intrigue going into, well, the heats and hopefully potentially finals as well. So... Um, Race five on the card, heat two of the maturity. This is an absolute corker. One of the fastest, oh. if not best young pups that I've seen for a long time. Koblenz goes around here and faultless beginner. He flies. He's 490 odds early. He's just absolutely blistering. And what a heat this is. Oh, mate, if this doesn't get you excited or get the hairs on the back of your neck standing up, you're uh, you're in the wrong game because you've got Aston Fastnet, Koblenz, and even the Sydney side of Miss Esme. She's an absolute jet as well. So, 
I think uh, Cablans, as I've said, I've said many times, this dog reminds me so much. Al Gallo is one of my favourite greyhounds. And this bloke here, the way he just comes out of the box is he lead things, he runs hard for about 400 metres, and he even still hits the line pretty well. He, he, this early in his career, he's putting up really good times over the 500 metres. Uh, he's not seasoned yet. I, I think uh, he's still got plenty of improvement. He's the type of greyhound. It could probably get down to about 29.10 at Sandown and even 29.6 at the Meadows, and he's carving out those brewing sectionals. So I, I think he wins on Saturday night. I think he qualifies for the final, and he's probably going to be my top. He's one of my he's my top elect uh, pre pre heat. So I think he, uh, all in market. He's the way to go at six bucks. So um, yeah, I think he wins and spears the lead. But I can't wait to see what Miss Edmay can do. There's her Dubbo and Wentworth Park wins are off the charts. Yeah, Kablenz is an absolute machine. Um, He's yeah. he, he seems to be pinging the lids wherever he goes. You look at his his times twenty nine twenty Sandown Meadows twenty nine eighty three, but he's gone four ninety eight and four ninety nine early. Uh, I tell you what, this yeah. could this series if he could come out the end of it um, winning the whole lot, this could really set him up as a stud dog, having the record he's already got, the future he's got oh. ahead of him, and the breeding as well. Fernando Bale uphill Jill, it probably doesn't get much better than that. He's the best. He's the best bred dog in the in the uh, on the planet. Maybe his uphill Jill, she won about. I don't know, 700 or 800. 800. Fernando, yeah, Fernando Bale is the uh, the stakes record holder. So you couldn't get any better breeding. And look, uh, he hasn't failed to deliver yet. He's won 14 in his last six. He has not been headed in his last nine starts. Can you believe that? And he's gone sub five at Sandin at the Meadows. Greyhounds just don't do that. Um, yeah, he's a, ph- he's a phenomenal talent. Now, one race that I'm pretty interested in having a chat to you about, I mentioned it briefly yeah. to you today because uh, someone tried to say that he was an absolute <laughs> certainty and uh, everyone's got their own opinion. But I just thought that this race would be a really good race for you to explain to us how you read your tapes or how you look at the tapes yeah. um, and and the way dogs go out the boxes. Because I, I look at them personally and I think, all right, if I'm box one and the two's a wide runner, I want to be on the red. Or if, if I'm in box eight and the seven is mad for the fence, I'm going to get a nice run into it. How do you assess this sort of stuff? Because I reckon Jungle Juice is in for an absolute hiding at the boxes here. Yeah, I think he's in a lot, a lot of strife. Um, he's a dollar nine at the moment. I've, I've probably penciled him in as a lay of the night. Um, if you were, if this was a speed star, he goes around a dollar twenty, wins by five, and just gets the job done. But from box three, you look at the the way the speed maps are going to um, pan out. One and two were pretty evenly matched early. Jungle Juice has got actually good muster once he hits the ground. So with envy to burn, drawn in box four, who comes out hard, moves a little bit to the left. He's going to get crowded. He's going to be giving some good dogs a head start. You've got Mapunga Reject, who's going to get a nice card across from Aston Flame. Rockabye Bear drops the hammer after about 30. There's going to be four or five in line as they go to that first turn. And look, he hasn't been around the Meadows. So I'm pretty sure he hasn't been around the Meadows. I stand corrected if he has had a trial there. But I just can't see how he's going to get around the first turn inside the top four. I know he's good. I know he can come from off the speed and run time. But first look at the Meadows, you're going to... You're going to be trying to pick up dogs that are going 29.80, 29.90 on the arm. So you can't afford to lose much more than maybe three or four lengths in the run. And they're asking to take a dollar ninety. No thanks for mine. It's just the speed maps just say he's going to get knocked from pillar to post. But uh, look, he's one of the brightest young talents in the sport. So fingers crossed he does uh, get a clear run and qualifies. Because I'll tell you what, if he gets through and draws a red and you've got some of the likes of Kablenz and Aston Rupi in the final, that's going to be one sort of final, isn't it? Absolutely. Watchy, if you'd like, we more the, well, you'd be more than welcome to hang around for this last segment just briefly. we just got to take a break before the end of the show. You're listening to Frill of the Chase right here on SEN Track.
Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Welcome back. You are listening to Thrill of the Chase here on SEN Track. Just quickly, boys, I'll go to you first, Mitch. Race night at Bendigo. Do you have a quick tip here? Yeah, I like the pink here. I reckon it's pretty well drawn. Won three races from out there and $3.60. I reckon you get a nice card across from the five and the seven. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with Irene's a star. What about you, Watchy, just quickly? Do you have a tip here? Oh, I like the five, but it's not a lot of value. $2, to be honest. I'd probably be sitting out. I'd, if I was if I was to have a bet in the race, I'd probably go with you guys just purely because of the price factor. The eight, $3.60. Uh, loves Bendigo, well drawn. And as you said, Keith, he'll give it a nice dream dream run across. It's, I think the five's the best dog, but two dollars in a pretty even field is hard to hard to uh, line up. So yeah, three sixty about the pink looks good. All right, we've got about a minute to go. It may as well give your best bets for tomorrow night in particular, or maybe for tonight just quickly if you can. The two of you, I'll go with you first, Watchy. Yeah, uh, tomorrow night, uh, Hank the Hustler is my best bet. I think he gets the job done quite easily. Race three, number two. Uh, for the maturity heats, I think Aston Rupee gets, a, gets the uh, the win there, but he's a bit skinny. I think the uh, the value bet uh, is race nine, number two, Black Avenger. They've put up $9. <laughs> That's ridiculous odds. Get on. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's enormous value for mine. Are you so, <laughs> sorry. Sorry for laughing because my best value was race nine, number one, Aston Lavinia. That's right. We can run one too, mate. I'm happy with that. <laughs> yeah. oh, I just thought it's a lid pinger, 507 early, 2969 at Sandown. It's going to give him a lot of cheek out in front, loves the inside. And, um, yeah, I, I just thought that the rest behind may struggle to catch him. Oh, look, she's going to set, it, set the set the tempo. But I'm a big fan of this Black Avenger. I just think the nine bucks is massive. So it could be a nice same racer there for us. By the way, guys, we've got a very good finish to the show because Irene Destar got up 6.30 top tote Dang. and pretty convincing. Well done, <laughs> Bang. I play good the music, you, but we got music. <laughs> How good's that? Oh, what a way to finish the week, eh? Hopefully that can extend into Saturday night as well and even into tonight. Mitch, Watchdog, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for joining us once again. Anytime, mate. Thanks, Thanks Watchy. Boys. Been a pleasure. And it's going to be a great night tomorrow night. Absolutely. We'll take a break. Uh, We've got the Betfair Edge up next. And on the other side of that, Friday night racing with myself, Tim O'Connor. And the novice is back. Take care. Hope you're enjoying SEN Track to start your weekend. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.